Sue. And I'm Megan. And this is Runner Girls, a podcast brought together by women who love running. <laughs> That's close enough. <laughs> I didn't even warn you that I was going to do that, but I just wanted to test you. Um, very, very, very close. So how are you doing, Megan? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm so happy to be back talking to you again about all of the exciting plans that we have and what we've been up to and tonight we'll be going into a little more detail about some imbalance things some postural issues that can cause problems for a lot of runners but before we get into that what have you been up to lately um hey did you get that 911 dispatcher job i okay so i turned in my paperwork for it but i'm waiting to hear back about it So there's this whole long process. Once I did the personal history and I got all the paperwork done, then I go through a background interview and then I get psychological testing done. And then I do other stuff and I observe for eight hours. So I'm only in the very beginning processes. But you're still in the running. Yes, as it is currently. Awesome. And how's your uh, temporary office job thing going? It's going yeah it's okay it's an office job um I kind of like it I mean it's slightly better there's still a lot of stress but it's not as bad as it was I'm just kind of learning that I guess I care too much about stuff and not everybody else does so I just need to it's not that big a deal I guess if that makes sense yeah you just need to like not worry about things I guess (laughs) Yeah, that's so easy to tell somebody with anxiety, but it's like other people in my job aren't worrying about it. So I worry about stuff that really doesn't need to be worried about. Like it's not as big a deal as I make it, I guess. Yeah, I can relate to that. My in my position, we have to track literally everything that we do and like input everything we did all day into a productivity tracker. So like I literally have a notepad on my desk detailing every single thing that I do at what time I do it every single day and so for me I'm very much always wanting to do my best and get as much done in that amount of time as I can Um, and I did get pretty like not like super stressed out but definitely like sometimes I'll notice that I'm like getting tense about it you know and I'm just like Sue relax because my boss is like the most like understanding supportive woman like she's so nice and she's never given me a hard time about any of the quality of my work or my efficiency or anything like that so I'm like why are you putting this stress on yourself just because you have this tracker thing like it's it's ridiculous but it's not like it's such a laid-back environment so it's so weird that I feel that way sometimes so I just have to remind myself like hey chill out (laughs) it's okay yeah that's the way I feel too. And I get fussed out about stuff that was wrong before I started the job. And I'm like, I worry everything that's wrong is like something I did. Yeah, I've only been there two months. And I'm like, okay, but that happened before me. And I still will get freaked out that like, if something went wrong, it's because I did it. Yes. <laughs> I I feel and exactly the same way. <laughs> <laughs> and it's such a ridiculous feeling. And I think part of it too is like, I need the job so much that I'm worried about, like, well, if I don't do a good job, then I'm going to get fired, and then I won't have a job, and then how will I pay bills? And then, you know, there's all those issues that go with it. So, keep this in mind. 
unless you're grossly incompetent, which I doubt you are because you obviously care about your job, don't worry about any of that because it's way easier for them to keep you than it is for them to hire somebody else. So unless they absolutely have to, they're not going to let you go unless you're losing them like a ton of money for some reason. Well, I yeah. wouldn't worry about no, it. No, I'm not. <laughs> I haven't yeah. lost them any money. <laughs> I haven't even gotten written up yet, and I'm still like, oh, they're going to fire me the next time I mess something up. <laughs> You're silly. <laughs> yeah, You're exactly. not silly, it's though. Like... I, I completely relate to that, because that's how I feel sometimes. <laughs> so, it's fun being a working adult. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I got some news on that front. Actually, last we spoke, I was, um, it was right before my uh, personal trainer certification test. Um, So I went out and I took that and it was really freaking hard. (laughs) I took probably like four practice tests online before the test to make sure I knew everything inside and out. And I was like, yeah, I got this. I'm prepared. And then about halfway through, I'm like, holy crap, I could fail this thing. Like, this is really freaking hard. But I didn't. I passed. Yay! Yay! So I got certified. Very excited about that. And then came the part of, okay, now I have to try and find a job. (laughs) And I have to tell my boss. Actually, I think I told my boss before the test. And she was, like, super cool about it. Still is super cool. She's awesome. But I, yeah, so I started looking around at different gyms and just feeling, like, completely overwhelmed at, like, nobody's going to hire me because I have no idea what I'm doing. I mean, I like, I know the material, but like, Mm -hmm. I'm, I don't know. I've never done it before. You know, what if I'm not a good coach? I don't know. So, um, yeah, so that's kind of nerve wracking. I went on a couple interviews and the first one I thought went really well. And then I did not hear back from them. And then the following weekend, I had another interview And this one was interesting. So I actually, I thought I'd end up at the first place. Okay, so the first place was Planet Fitness. So I thought I'd end up there because I'm like, it's they have a really low bar. (laughs) That was my thinking. Like, they will take me. If they don't take me, I don't know who will. Um, And I was really... um, I mean, the, the pay there was not great. It would be less than I'm making now. But I thought, well, it's okay. It'll be a learning experience. And it's not a huge amount less. It's like a 50 cent per hour pay cut. Not much. Mm-hmm. But when I went and talked to him and like found out like what the hours would actually be, it would be like 10 hours less a week. So I'm like, oh. I, I can't even pay my bills on that. So I was trying to figure out like, how on earth am I going to make this work? Thankfully, it didn't come down to that because I never heard back from them. <laughs> But um, but I did go to the second place, which I didn't know what the pay would be. It's a different company, not one I'd heard of before. And I was afraid to go anywhere else because I thought like, well, if they won't take me, no one else would. But I'm like, I have to try. So I went and I met this guy, um, David, and saw the gym. And okay, so it's a, it, I guess it's a chain gym that's like popular in the Midwest, but it's unknown like in this area. So I wasn't familiar with the name um, and it's a new gym. So, okay. Basically they aren't open yet. They, when I went into my interview, it was like three little stores in like a plaza that had been demolished into one giant mess mm-hmm. of a thing that needs to be 
put into something. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like it was demolished. Yeah. It was we like, did that with a Planet Fitness here. Like they took over a Kmart plus extra, and so for a while they were rebuilding a Kmart into a gym. Yeah. So I walk in for my interview, and I'm like, "Oh, okay. So it's gonna be a while <laughs> before this place opens because it was. I mean, things are like falling off the ceiling, and it was. It was just. It was a demo. It was demolished. So I mm-hmm. talked to the guy. And he's super cool, like super energetic. And um, I just got this really good vibe. I was completely up front. I'm like, I just got certified literally like two weeks ago. I've never done this before. And he is like, that's all right. We're going to learn this together. And I'm like, all right, I'm on. I'm on board. <laughs> and the pay is going to be like $3 an hour more than I'm making now. Plus, I get like vacation days, which I don't get now. And are your hours going to stay close to the same? Well, see, that's the thing. Right now we have zero members. (laughs) So we're going to have to go out and sell. Like we're going to have to sell memberships. We're going to have to sell personal training. Um, I'll be interested to see how that goes. But yeah, so who knows? The good news is my boss at Liberty said I can stay there and work there part time as long as needed so until they have enough business where they can take me on full time I can still work at Liberty some of the time so that's what I'm doing now I'm actually going to be working two jobs for the next month (laughs) Um, I'm working tomorrow uh, for half a day at Liberty and then in the afternoon I'll be starting at the new gym So, so yeah so that's it. I'm excited. He told me all his plans for the gym and got me super pumped about it. I mean, they're going to have like, he, he described everything. Like he's going to have like the, the Peloton bikes and he's going to have TRX system and, you know, the free weights and the and the stair climbers, everything that, you know what a gym has. It's going to have all yeah. that crap, but it's going to have like awesome stuff. So I'm excited. And yeah, I'm just, I'm, I don't know. I'm just so excited that I get to have a job where they're going to pay me to work out with people. How cool is that? <laughs> I'm so excited. So, yeah, so that's my um, exciting news. Can I say excited some more? Am I excited? Am I? All right. I'm excited for you, so you can say whatever you want to because <laughs> I feel like I'm more excited. Yay. You're not, but okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know I'm really not, but I feel like I could be. Because I was so happy for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. So, yeah. Now I'm dealing with the nerve-wracking feelings of, oh, crap. um, I'm going to have to learn a ton of crap, like, that I don't know how to do. Like, I was looking up some stuff online, and they offer, like, Zumba classes. And I'm like, I have no idea what Zumba is. I should learn that, probably. (laughs) I don't know. I'm going to be teaching, like, stuff to people. So I need to have a really good grasp of what I'm okay. doing you know most of the stuff you're teaching to people though you got to think about it it's like when you explain shit to me what do you mean like when you talk about running or how to do stuff like the beginning of the podcast when you were the super knowledgeable one who explained all this stuff and you're like running's like this you do this and it works like this see and <laughs> you explain stuff really well okay so don't discount yourself because you were what the first two years of the podcast I counted on you for all my running knowledge <laughs> I was like Sue will tell me she's awesome all the cross training stuff 
that all came from Google. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I guess so. I, I know it's going to be fine. I know it's going to be good. Like I, I feel really good about um, my bo- boss, the owner, because like he knows where I'm coming from. And so I don't feel like I have to go and like pretend that I know shit that I don't. So I feel like I'm going to have a lot of support there. Um, so he's going to have two trainers and a fitness director and then the manager. And so it's going to be basically one trainer on in the morning, one trainer on at night. And then we alternate Saturdays. So basically okay. when I'm when I'm working, it's going to be me and then the manager on duty, whatever. So uh, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. It'll be good, right? Yeah, it'll be good. <laughs> It's going to be awesome because you can totally do it. Yeah. I'll figure it out. I always figure it out anyway. So. Um, I don't know if I'd start with Zumba though because it's like a dancing exercise like fitness class. Like jazzercise but updated. Yeah. I, I don't know anything about that. So. It's like choreographed like stuff. I think we're mostly going to start with like the basic training stuff. Hopefully. I don't know. I've got to find out more tomorrow. So you could do like yoga though. I was thinking about that. Like I want to ask him if he's going to get foam rollers because I want to show people like, Hey, we got to do this stuff. It's important. (laughs) Like That would be so cool. Like I would, if I was a gym member, if I, when I was a member of a gym, if they would have, somebody would have shown me how the hell to foam roll. Yeah, I would have been like, yeah, I would have signed up and done it every week. I would have been like, okay, they're going to show me what the hell to do, please, because yeah. I'm clueless at home, and I don't do it very well. You know what? I've had a foam roller for years now, and I use it okay occasionally until up until my personal trainer studying because I found out, hey, you know what? I've been doing this wrong, <laughs> which I had no idea um, because I thought you just roll on it on the tight muscles. Did you know that mm-hmm. that's not what you're supposed to do? No. Exactly. Like, you think it's a roller. You roll. Um, No. So, when I, um, in my training, and we'll talk more about this um, in tonight's topic, but basically, I I learned that what you're supposed to do is you roll until you feel a, a tender spot, so where you have a knot or a tight muscle, and then you just hold it there, like, for, like, 30 seconds until you feel that tension release. You don't just roll back and forth over the tight spot. You just hold the pressure on that spot, which I didn't know. And it's kind of important. So there's a little tip for everybody who has a foam roller and and needs to hit on some trouble spots. My life has changed. Yes. (laughs) So I think that's actually a perfect um, segue into our topic tonight because I think most people out there probably do have some trouble spots and they may or may not be aware of or may not understand why they're having problems that they're having either in their running or um, other fitness endeavors. So we're going to talk tonight about some common postural distortion patterns and some muscle imbalances that you can have as a, as a result or patterns that are caused by those imbalances, I should say. So there's three major ones um, that we're going to talk about tonight. The first one I think is probably the most relevant to runners, pronation distortion syndrome. And this is something that happens when your leg is flexed. So when you're running or you're squatting, your knee is going to be in flexion, which means that your knee is bent. So when your leg is flexed, your feet pronate which means they flatten and your or your feet can turn outward 
and your knees cave in. So this happens when you have the pronation distortion syndrome. Um, And I know we've talked before in the past about pronation, I think probably in our first or second season, but we didn't really talk about like, I'm not sure how in depth we got into what is actually causing it. What are the overactive muscles? What are the underactive muscles? And what can we do to correct it and prevent it? So some of the injuries you could have if you have pronation distortion syndrome, when your knees are caving in and your feet are flattening, injuries would include plantar fasciitis, shin splints, patellar tendonitis, and low back pain. Um, So this is also known as every running injury I've had. (laughs) So clearly I have had some serious pronation distortion. Um, I've known that, like I could tell by the wear pattern on my shoes, but I don't think I really understood how everything was working to contribute to this problem. So we're going to talk about the overactive muscles overactive or tight muscles. These are the muscles that are making up for the weaker muscles. So the overactive muscles in pronation distortion syndrome are your calves, the gastrocnemius, the soleus, the peroneals, and your adductors. So these would be your, basically your inner thigh muscles and that they're overactive. So they're pulling your knee inward. They're adducting your your knees. Um, Your IT band and your quads. So all of these muscles will need to be stretched or lengthened. So this is where you want to bring in the foam roller. This is where you want to focus on some static stretching, um, some dynamic stretching. If you have a foam roller, you want to foam roll your calves in the best way I would say the best way to do it is to, there's a pinning technique that you can find on YouTube, but basically you're going to kneel one leg on top of the foam roller, and then you're going to cross your other leg on top of that leg perpendicular. So it's kind of in the crook of that knee. And then you're kind of going to sit back on that crossed leg. And you're going to really feel the pressure in your calf muscle that's on the bottom leg. And so you just kind of roll until you feel that really tender spot. And then you just hold it for as long as you can. You can also point your toes in any direction and that will either uh, intensify the tender spot or it will loosen it. So just play around with that, just moving your foot around and staying in that pinned position for as long as you can stand. You want to get at least 30 seconds, but ideally until you can feel it loosen a bit and then just kind of work on the next tender spot and do that on each leg. And another way that you can um, foam roll your calves is to like have your butt on the ground with the foam roller underneath your calves with your legs stretched out in front of you and just kind of lift then lift your butt up off the ground you know using your hands on the floor and holding your body weight up by your arms and then really putting your weight on your calves and rolling back and forth until you feel that tight spot where you're going to hold it so um, it's not as intense as the pinning but I do that because you can kind of access more areas you can kind of rotate your legs different directions to hit different calf muscles so so that's a good one for getting your calves and then um, for stretching uh, I just do a typical lunge stretch so I just pressing my hands up against the wall lunging and leaning my weight um, forward onto my forward leg and then straight f- straightening extending on your rear leg so you can really feel that stretch in your calf 
And then adductors, I think are hard to foam roll. I tried and I really couldn't find any tender spots because I really didn't feel like I could get my weight on that spot. But if you want to try it, basically what you want to do is you want to put, basically one leg is bent and the other one is outstretched and get that foam roller um, underneath the inner thigh of the stretched leg and kind of roll that way if you can. I couldn't really do it. So I just try, I do my adductor stretch by basically trying to do like a, a split. <laughs> um, just in not stretching too much so that it hurts, but going as much as I can to, to keep my legs as wide, far apart as possible and, and try to feel that stretch in my groin. IT band, that's an easy one to foam roll. It's easy because all you do is you just lay on your side with the foam roller under your um, the side of your top, the top of your leg. So obviously, people who know what the IT band is, it's it's uh, the fascia that runs on the outside of the top of your leg from your knee to your hip. So that's where you want the foam roller to be. Um, I say it's easy because it's an easy one to get into position. It's a freaking hard one to do because maybe I just have really tight IT bands, but this one's going to hurt. <laughs> um, but yeah, any, anywhere it's tender, just try to hold it for as long as, as you can manage. Um, I try to take a break. Like if it's too intense, I take a break, go to the other leg for a little bit and then come back to it. Stretching the IT band, uh, there is a stretch that you can do where you're Basically, you have your legs crossed and you're leaning against a wall and kind of pointing your hip. Uh, I've, I've never really been able to get a good stretch doing that. And from what I hear, it's really hard to stretch your IT band. So I really prefer to do the foam roller or to use the stick. Stick massager is a really easy way to hit the IT band. Quads, basically foam rolling, you want to have the roller underneath your quads and be lying prone face down on the floor um, with your arms holding you up and just rolling on the quads until you feel a, a tender spot and then hold it there. Um, and then you can also stretch your quads if you're standing up like holding on to a wall or a chair, bend your, flex your knee so that your leg, the bottom of your leg is bent up behind you and point your knee downward until you feel that stretch in your quadriceps. I think that's everything. We covered for overactive. Yes, so that's it. Um, stretching, foam rolling those. Now, while we want to stretch the tight muscles, we want to strengthen the weak muscles. So those muscles are tight because they're compensating for the muscles that are weak, that are underactive. So we need to, to work on those muscles. So those muscles for pronation distortion syndrome would be the anterior tibialis, which is the front of your shin, the posterior tibialis, and your glutes. So that would be the gluteus maximus, gluteus medius, um, and all of those muscles need to be strengthened. Um, so what I've been doing for my shins is, it's called a reverse calf raise. So like standing on a step with your toes off of the step instead of your heels. So you'd be like kind of facing downward with your toes off. And then what you do is just kind of point and flex. So lift your toes up off the step and then point them downward up and then downward and do like, you know, 15 reps or as many as you can of that. Do a few sets of those um, to really strengthen the, the shin muscles there. And then glutes. There's all kinds of exercises you can do for glutes. Um, I think the, the the three biggest ones would be the squats, uh, lunges, and 
hip thrusts. So the, those are probably hit the glutes the most and they're mostly compound exercises, which means they're also working a lot of stabilizing muscles. So there's also a great hip and glute strengthening routine on YouTube called the Myrtle Routine, M-Y-R-T-L. And that has um, leg raises, clamshells, hip hikes, there's all different kinds of things that you can do to really hit those glutes hard. And I try to get a lot of those in whenever I do some, some, uh, glute exercises but yeah that's those are the those are the biggest ones to work on if you're having pronation distortion syndrome because if you don't get those muscles stronger then you're still going to have the compensations from your other muscles like you can stretch all day long stretch those tight muscles but you do need to strengthen the weak muscles to make up for it all right so megan what is the next distortion pattern the next one is lower crossed syndrome which is an anterior pelvic tilt, which means your pelvis is tilted toward the front with your lower back arched and decreased hip extension. Right. So this is really common. Um, I know I definitely have it. Like I'm reading through all of these distortion patterns. I'm like, yep, got that one. Yep, got that one. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So this I think is common because especially if you're in a position where you're sitting all day, you're going to have your hamstrings tightening up and it's going to pull on your back and you're going to end up with an arched back and, and back pain as a result. And also weak abs. Oh, you're supposed to read it, but yeah, I'm just saying it's really common. (laughs) Yeah, this is definitely, I know something that I struggle with. And then to make it worse, I sit on one foot or the other or sit cross-legged. So I'm not even sitting straight all the time. Yeah. But um, how I'm sitting right now. (laughs) Yeah. So your possible injuries are hamstring strain, pain in the front of the knee or low back pain. Yes, yes, yes. Yep. (laughs) And your probable overactive tight muscles are your calves, your gastrocnemius or your soleus, your hip flexors, your quads, your adductors, your latissimus dorsi, and your erector spinae. These are muscles around your back, right? Around your spine. So your, your lats are like, they basically run underneath your arm. So like... If you're doing like a lat pull down at the gym, it's like a, a bar that you're pulling from above you down to your chest. That works your your lats. So it works okay. the muscles under your arms. And then like your shoulder blades kind of area. Not on your back, but on your sides. Okay, gotcha. Yep. And then erector spinae is one I'm not super familiar with. I think it's it's also one of your it's either a back back or neck. It's in that area. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's see. Um, That originates near the sacrum and extends vertically up the length of the back. So it goes from like your tailbone up to your neck. Yeah. Okay. So um, stretches that we could do for these, obviously I've already gone over um, the calves and the quads. Um, Hip flexors are a little trickier. I think pigeon pose is a great one. Lunges are, are great for anything where you're really extending your leg so that you're getting a stretch in the front of your hip um, is going to be good for that. You can also try foam rolling your hip flexors. I really haven't, I tried foam rolling and I really couldn't find any, um, I, I, I don't think I could get enough weight on that area to feel any tender spots. So maybe that's not a problem muscle for me, or maybe it's just not one that's easily accessed with foam rolling. But yeah, um, 
definitely I would look into pigeon pose. Any any um, hip opening yoga poses are going to help with that. Latissimus dorsi. Okay, so yoga is yoga is great for lower cross syndrome because there are so many common yoga poses that hit these muscles. So latissimus dorsi. Um, to stretch your lats, basically any position where your arms are stretched above your head. Um, I think of child's pose. If you're like just lying on a mat and, um, you know, like with your arms outstretched, that would be great if you can focus on pulling your arms away from your body in front of you. And that will really target that area. Also, you can foam roll that area. So similar to how you lie on your side to foam roll your IT band, lie on your side to foam roll your lats under your arm. I think that's it. Erector spinae. I did have one for that. Um, let me see if I can find it. I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can find it while you're talking about the weak muscles. Okay, so your underactive or weak muscles are gonna be your anterior tibialis, your posterior tibialis, your glutes your transversus abdominis, and your internal obliques. I don't have my phone out here, so I can't find that um, erector spinae stretch, but I'm going to include it in the show notes. So I don't know it off the top of my head, but I do have a link to it. So I will make sure that's in the show notes. So um, as I said before, anterior tibialis, posterior tibialis, you want to do the reverse calf raises for that. Glutes we talked about strengthening. Transverse abdominis, um, this one it's obviously part of your abdominals. A really good exercise to strengthen that is called the stomach vacuum. And that's where you get on all fours and you're going to pull, just pull your abs inward. So like suck in your gut as as hard as you can. You want to brace yourself. It's called the drawing in maneuver where you're just basically kind of pulling everything in like you're taking a really deep breath and then hold it for as long as you can. Not hold your breath, but hold your gut in. (laughs) Try to breathe normally if you can through that. So that's called the stomach vacuum. Internal obliques, the bicycle crunch where you're going from your elbow to your knee, anything where you're working the sides of your abdominals. Um, A lot of gyms will have a torso rotation machine, and that's where you can use some resistance to work your obliques. And that will work both your internal and your external obliques. All right. The last one is upper crossed syndrome. So this less of an issue, I think, for running injuries, but more for just life in general and um, other like strength training problems. So this would be when you have rounded shoulders or your head protrudes forward instead of being in vertical alignment with your shoulders, hips and ankles. So if you were to look at somebody standing up straight in perfect posture um, from the side, you're going to see that their head, their shoulders, their hips, their knees, and their ankles should all pretty much be in alignment. Um, If you have upper cross syndrome, that head is going to be coming forward a bit. So it's going to be off angle from the rest of the body. The shoulders are going to be rounded forward. Um, You'll notice this like on like um, a pushing, like if somebody's trying to um, do like a forward push of some kind like a bench press and their shoulders are elevating which means they're rising instead of staying in alignment they're they're coming up towards their head more um so 
Some of the possible injuries with upper cross syndrome would be headaches, biceps tendonitis, rotator cuff impingement, thoracic outlet syndrome, which I'm not sure what thoracic outlet syndrome is. That's something that, um, Megan, if you want to Google that (laughs) for me, because the book didn't address it at all, so I have no idea. But um, basically, all of these issues are caused by I think in our society a lot we're we're bent forward like we're looking at our phones a lot we're um you know lying in bed looking at a TV with our our head bent not in alignment you know you want your uh head to be neutral and not pushed forward in that forward position that I think we find find ourselves in a lot and I notice that at work sometimes too when I'm working at the computer that my head will be I'll be like leaning towards the screen, which I can see it perfectly. I don't know why I'm doing that. So I have to like consciously remind myself not to do that. But um, but yeah, it's it's basically due to muscle imbalances. So the overactive muscles for this condition would include your upper trapezius, levator scapulae, sternocleidomastoid, scalenes, latissimus dorsi, teres major, subscapularis, pectoralis major, and pectoralis minor. Those are chest muscles. All right, so a lot of these are back and neck muscles. These are muscles that need to be stretched and lengthened. So these are kind of, these are a lot harder to stretch. At work, we do um, exercises during the day where we do some leaning your head to the side, um, leaning your head to the other side, doing head circles basically in one direction and then the other direction. Um, So there are some kind of stretches you can do, but it, it is really tricky to hit those areas. Um, anytime you notice that tension, massage is great for this. So if you have a, um, you know, go to see a professional masseuse and really have them hit your neck and shoulder areas, maybe not the chest if you're a woman, but if you're a male, you might be okay with the, with, um, pecs. But, um, yeah, that's a, that's a trickier one, I think for, for stretching. I don't know. As I said, you can foam roll the, the latissimus dorsi. Um, let's see, what else can we foam roll here? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, um, some kind of like massager, like, um, like a vibrating massager that's, you know, like an appropriate, <laughs> um, some type of massage tool. I don't know. Um, I have, I have a massager that I bought that has like, it, like it has heat in it so it can heat up and it can, it has all different attachments so you can, um, hit muscles in, in different ways and whatnot. So, um, just something to look into if you're having trouble with upper cross syndrome. But remember the important thing while you're stretching the overactive muscles, you want to strengthen the weaker muscles. And those would be your cervical flexors, serratus anterior, rhomboids, mid-trapezius, lower trapezius, teres minor, and infraspinatus. So these, again, a lot of um, neck, chest, back muscles here. So um, I will include links, whatever links I can find in the show notes for strengthening of these areas but I do want to recommend there is a really great website it's called exrx.net and it's basically just a list of 
pretty much every muscle in your body and all exercises. It's got a list of linked exercises for each muscle. So I think that's really the best source of like comprehensive of every muscle in the body and what exercises will strengthen these muscles. So I'm going to include that. And if you're having trouble with the upper cross syndrome, definitely check that out to really target any of those weak muscles that you might have. So yeah, those are the three biggest distortion patterns. There's a lot there. There's a lot of muscles that we went over tonight. A lot of them I I I don't know a lot of detail on because the book didn't go into a lot of detail on it. Um, definitely, if you're having those issues, look into those problem, those um, correcting those imbalances because otherwise you might continue to see the same types of injuries. Where like I know for me, pronation distortion syndrome. I started out with shin splints. Then I had tendonitis. I always had low back pain. Now I have plantar fasciitis, and it's like, all right, well. Clearly, like I got over one injury and then just had another one basically in the same family (laughs) because I'm still having the same imbalances that aren't corrected. So that's why now I'm really targeting those weak areas, those overactive areas, and and hopefully, hopefully I'll come to some kind of balance, ideally within the next year or so. Because this has been going on for far too long. I mean, it's crazy because I was running regularly up up until the end of the fall last year. And I just thought, you know, I'm just going to stop running. Okay. And then everything, you know, I'll get better. Because that's what I did in the past. You know, I stopped running and made things better. I also did, you know, hip and glute strengthening. Like I tried to be proactive about things. But I didn't fully understand all of the complexities of why I was having these problems so like come you know summer of this year I'm like what the heck like I'm, I'm like feeling my calf muscles and they're so sore they're not it's not sore but there's like tender spots and I'm like why am I still like why are my calves still so tight I'm not running I didn't understand that until I started doing this studying and realized I'm compensating for weak muscles and I haven't done anything to correct this issue. So even though I'm not running anymore, it's still a problem. My hip flexors are still tight. My hamstrings are still tight. My calves are still tight. Just my entire posterior chain is a big ball of knots. (laughs) So now I have to do something about it because otherwise I'm going to still keep having these issues. So it really took this certificate, like getting this certification to make me realize like, oh, this is why... And now I know what I can do about it. And hopefully I will be able to correct it. So, um, yeah, I, I recently posted uh, something on Instagram that kind of helped help me realize like this this past year where I haven't been doing any running at all. And I've just been like, what the heck? Like I've been trying not to worry about it, but it's been a freaking year. And running is like so important to me. I realized like if it wasn't for you know, this current injury that I have that's keeping me from running, I wouldn't have been going at the gym. I wouldn't have gone out for my personal trainer certification. I wouldn't now have a job at a gym where I get to work out and get paid to work out with people. So this past year's been rough. It's kind of sucked, but I've learned so much. And now like I can take that knowledge and hopefully improve in the future and get stronger and something really really awesome came out of it so 
I'm so excited and happy. Thank for you. you. It's been a rough road getting here, but I can see that there are great things in the future. So I'm, and I have other things like so much that I want to do. Like I want to do the this triathlon, but I also want to. I want to be a hand balancer. I want to. I like. I want to do handstands. Like I've tried doing that a little bit in the past, but I haven't really like committed to practicing it. I was watching America's Got Talent this past summer with my kids and they had this couple on duo transcend who are a trapeze act and they reminded me so much of when I was a little girl and I really wanted to do trapeze and I completely forgot that I had this like spark for that and like seeing them it's like I want to do that why can't I do that I want to do that so I'm gonna figure out how to do that (laughs) there was um there was a circus school that was nearby that I had thought about this past year, like thought about going to take some trapeze classes, but they have since closed. Like now that I like, mm. I'm, I'm ready to actually go do it. Like they're closed. So I'm going to look into like other things, but it's just little things like that, like that I want to see if I can do and have fun with. And I'm excited for it. I don't know. Anyway, I could go on and on talking about this stuff forever. So I'm just super excited for the future. And um, anyway, all the stuff that we talked about tonight, I will include links in the show notes as always. So if you are having any of these issues, you can look into it and see if you can um, do some corrective exercise and and either prevent any of these things from occurring or um, hopefully get out of any current issues that you're having now. So yeah, so yeah, that was something I thought about for the gym. Like I'd really love to do some foam rolling with clients and and do some yoga classes and stuff and like show people like, all right, if you're having these kind of problems, you know, this is what you can do in this area and this is how you do it effectively. And um, because I don't, I think a lot of people don't know this stuff. I didn't know and I thought I knew everything about running, you know, like with how much research I've done over the past six years, like how did I not know this stuff? All right. I think that wraps up episode nine of season seven. And yeah, we'll be back in a couple weeks with episode 10. And we'll hear all about Megan's Doggettville 12 hour relay. How's that sound, Megan? Good. It sounds good. All right. So what does everybody need to do now? Go outside and run? Yeah. <laughs> you say it like you're not sure. Yes. Go outside and duh, run. I said it like, duh, go outside and run, y'all. <laughs> and if you can't run, stay inside and foam roll. <laughs> that too. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye, y'all. If you want to share anything, comments, questions, or your runs, you can email us at runnergirlspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us at facebook.com slash runnergirlspodcast. Tweet to us at runnergirlsshow. Tag us on Instagram at runnergirlspodcast. Or call the hotline at 207-200-3297. Download episodes at runnergirlspodcast.com, iTunes, and Stitcher. Thanks for listening. Now go outside and run.